All statements and opinions expressed by guests of the Adult in the Room podcast are strictly their own and do not necessarily reflect the beliefs or opinions of the host, producers, or advertisers. All interviews are presented in their most complete possible form in the interests of free speech. No statements should be interpreted as financial, legal, or medical advice. Listener and viewer discretion are strongly advised. It's the Adult in the Room podcast with Victoria Taft. That's me. It's a special emergency edition of the Adult in the Room podcast with Victoria Taft. And, you know, at times like these, when Hamas, through Iran's help, and now Hezbollah, decide that they're going to attack Israel and kill Jews for the reason that they hate them? Is that what's going on here? People are out in the streets around the country and around the world celebrating the attack by Hamas and Hezbollah. And so don't uh, don't discount the efforts later that there will be that will be made by people who say, oh, though nobody was in the streets celebrating. Nobody was doing that. Remember? Uh, yeah, they were. And they were doing it on the streets of Seattle, Los Angeles, New York, as well as other places around the world uh, singing and chanting, from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, which means that all Jews between the river and the sea would be exterminated. And that's uh, the message they wanted to send. And that's what is underway in Israel. Of course, Israel has fought back and everything's in flux. And as we know, the first victim of war is the truth. And so we're not going to get into the intricacies of he said, she said, oh, this attack here, because we've already seen misinformation being perpetrated on social media right now. And so that is a dead end. The first the first reports are always wrong. They always are. So we're going with big ideas, big themes, the efforts to make some sense out of this geographically and uh, to find out what one would do personally in case something like that happens here. And now, why wouldn't it? I know you say, Victoria, don't be, don't sound crazy. Why wouldn't, well, why wouldn't it? We've got 7 million people who've come over the southern border, many of them adult, military-aged men. Why would you think they would, what, pick strawberries, as one of my guests put it? And indeed, uh, Wayne Black is a security expert. We're going to talk with him. And whenever there's a geopolitical tornado that goes on in the world today, we take a look and talk to Paul Vallely, Major General Paul Vallely, Vallely, U.S. Army retired, will be by in a few minutes to tell us what he thinks is going on and why this all seems to make sense to him. Connecting dots and that sort of thing geopolitically. So I hope that you appreciate the efforts uh, underway by these people on this special edition of the Adult in the Room podcast. And by all means, follow and support, share this podcast. That's what helps us survive, and it's what uh, screws over the big, big tech algorithm. (laughs) Thanks for watching. Since we last we met, we have uh, seen the invasion of Israel, the attack 
on Israel from Hamas forces who are bankrolled by the Iranians. At least that's the story they're telling. But, you know, we both know that the first victim of war is the truth. And there are certain main things that we should probably pay attention to instead of going off on the secondary, tertiary things that may change. Because as we all know, as we said, truth is always the first victim of war. But we also know that the first iteration of the story doesn't usually stand up. Uh, We do have some ideas, some educated ideas, but really what it comes down to is we need to be secure in what we know we can do. And that's why we've asked Wayne Black, who is a security expert. He's former security with Donald Rumsfeld, a former SecDef, and he has a security company and he is an expert in these kinds of things. And Wayne, thank you so much for coming on the Adult in the Room podcast. Tell me what we should know about a situation like has happened in Israel. Well, it's a big mess, as you know. First, thanks for having me. Um, so there's there's some video coming out of Israel that's uh, real-time video. Um, the Israeli news is broadcasting a lot, so we learn a lot from that. And, of course, we hear a lot of talking heads on the, on the air. I'm really concerned uh, not only about them, about what's happening and the new attacks coming from Hezbollah from the north um, uh, through Lebanon. I'm concerned about what might happen here. I mean, uh, just think of what's happened at the, at the southern border. We've caught a bunch of terrorists. We've got 8 million people coming over. What about the ones that were, were uh, not dumb enough to get caught? And we know that there's hundreds of people coming from Lebanon, Syria, Nigeria, all Al-Qaeda, uh, Hezbollah, Hamas countries. They're not coming here to pick strawberries. So... Um, I wonder if uh, I worry about what's going to happen for our, our schools and, and synagogues and, and houses of worship. You know, this is at a time where we have not been keeping track of who's coming across the border. Joe Biden and uh, Secretary Mayorkas have done all they can do to open the floodgates into the United States from south of the border. And there are people from all over the world, military aged men walking over the border. You and I both know that there are fighting seasons. There are kinds of people who will participate in uh, offensive action against a combatant. And we might be that guy. And here they come. They're walking across the border. Some of them have been armed. Some of them have been known terrorists. But as you say, how many of them have been not dumb enough to get caught? Unbelievable. Well, too many. I went to a a pro-Palestinian um, uh, rally over the weekend in Fort Lauderdale that was at the corner of Sunrise and, and Federal Highway. And uh, there across the street, there was a pro-Israel um, a rally. And you, so you can imagine what happened. What I noticed, though, that was pretty interesting is the, the pro-Israel rally, the Israelis drove up, parked in a bank parking lot, got out, put on t-shirts with the star David on them and, and held up flags and played music. Uh, around the corner, I saw the, the pro-Palestinian anti-Israel people park their cars at a distance, rode bicycles, walked up. Some had rental cars, so they wouldn't, uh, wouldn't be identified. And then they, the two groups clashed in the middle of the street. Uh, there were probably 
15 or 20 police cars there. They shut down traffic in all directions in Fort Lauderdale and had to, and had to break them up. And then I watched the one in New York. So the vitriol, the, the anger um, uh, from the pro-Palestinians and, and even from some universities, you look at what Harvard said today, that, that Israel deserved it and all those kinds of things. That's just going to foster more here. So I worry about copycats, and, and we used to say lone wolf, but now we say known wolf uh, that could do, do certain things here in the country. I'm very concerned about that. We, in security and law enforcement, we have to be right every time. They only have to be right once. What does it say to you that people feel free to get in the middle of the streets and, as you say, hide their foot their their footprints so that we don't know where they came from? Well, that's part of their plan, you know. And that at the end of the day, the side with the best plan wins. If our plan is better, we win. And if their plan is better, in this case, uh, more covert, uh, then then they would win. But I'm predicting we're going to have at least some low-level terror attacks here in the United States. I pray we don't have another 9-11. But remember, 13 people did 9-11. And we've, we've allowed in millions of people, hundreds of thousands of people from those terrorist countries into the United States. Just unbelievable, isn't it? It is. Joe Biden is you know, con- continues his 40-year reign as one of the dumbest foreign policy individuals uh, ever. Uh, Robert Gates, the former SecDef, said that uh, basically those words, uh, he's never made a good decision ever, foreign policy-wise. This appears to be more of the Obama administration, we love Iran uh, fan club. We understand that, of course, there is a an Iranian spy ring in the United States State Department, I believe it is, we we've just busted that. Um, they've got a you know, and so <laughs> we're not being real smart, is what I'm thinking. Why? No, we're not, and I I don't know why. I mean, look at look who was the foreign policy advisor during the Obama administration, Valerie Jarrett, and she's still hanging out. That's right, she's from Tehran, and we wonder why they they Iran has got preferential treatment. They say that they're backing Hamas. Hamas says that they're backing Hamas. We see it. We know it from weapons and munitions and things like that. And if they run out, you know, they've always got the the Taliban weapons, the 80 billion in weapons that we left behind when we surrendered Afghanistan. We so, are hearing we are hearing reports that some of those weapons are likely to be from Afghanistan from all the the uh Armor from the planes to the material that we we left behind billions, yep. Yep. millions they're, of dollars. They're, they're, right, they're our they're our weapons now being used against our ally Israel. Um, it is a, it's big big gobsmacking when you when you hear about that. We also know that previous in previous years, of course, the JCPOA, the Iranian deal, where we shrink wrapped billions of dollars, or uh, pounds, whatever, euros, to send over to the Iranians was done in hopes that, well, gosh, you know, we're hoping, we're telling everybody they're not going to restart their nuclear program if they ever stopped it. But then we find out that this nuclear power, you know, that has the centrifuges humming, is also going to be able to get those, those nuclear 
weapons in the future, because that was part of the deal. And the Obama administration lied to us about that, at least according to Lee Smith. I have no trouble believing that whatsoever. So now what do you have? So assess the security situation for us. We have a nuclear power that hates us. They've sent their proxies, Hamas as well as Hezbollah, and to attack our best ally. And they want to start, what are they doing here? Are they trying, trying to start World War III? Are they deking us out while Ukraine's going on? China's going to do something else? Russia's doing something else? Israel, or, uh, Iran and Russia are tied at the hip. What? What do you think? It's obvious how weak we are. If you look around the globe, I predict that China will go into Taiwan during this time. We can't, we can't do all these things at the same time. We'll be lucky if we can do two of them and still protect the homeland. So it's just a mess, and uh, it's gaining momentum uh, because of our inaction. You know, we were, on one hand, you know, a week before this, we release a bunch of hostages, and, um, and uh, we all predicted that if we release hostages, right, we paid ransom, and we all predicted that if you do that, you'll create more hostage takers, and look what we have. I believe that there may even be members of, uh, some members, I haven't heard confirmed reports, of, of various police departments in the United States that were visiting Israel that may be hostages. So we don't know that for sure, but uh, 100%, I'm sure it's there bad. Are, 100% there are American hostages over there. Yes, we know that. We do know that. We Well, we believe that. We know Americans have been killed over there. Uh, people who have, you know, they have their GoPro cameras on and they're showing them going into Israeli homes and shooting the dog and shooting the kids and shooting, the, I mean, we, we believe, but you know, and I don't think I need to tell you this, Wayne Black, this is also a region in which over the years we've seen the crisis actors, Pollywood, if you will, take over wherein they serve up fake news, put it on the internet and hope that it will explode and create other reactions that are not based in fact. How big a problem is this? Well, a part of that, it, we, we call it psychops, psychological operations, and, and it involves fake news and things like that. Part of that is the part of uh, waging war. I think we'll see hacks and all kinds of things coming from, from those that are using Hezbollah and Hamas's proxies from, I think, from probably China and from Iran. It'll be one of those deals where here's the latest news and you click on it and your your phone might go dead. So people should really be aware of that um, phishing and things right now. Same thing with banking activity. If there was ever a time for people to be careful about an EXE file that they click on, now it is. Didn't even think about the that aspect of it. How How bizarre that we have to think about it. Well, now, domestically. We have people pouring over the border. Don't know who they are. We have no idea who these people are. And this is at a time when the left is trying to disarm Americans and have come out in, on along the West Coast, Mest Coast, and we just did a podcast. This latest podcast um, has is all about the efforts on uh, the federal court uh, level to minimize and and uh, disarm Americans. And now we've got this kind of threat. Um, I'd like you 
to characterize for me, if you could, what kind of leader allows an open border, an open checkbook, and disarming its population or attempting to? Um, what, whose, side, whose side is that person on? Well, it's the administration. I don't think our current leader knows what room he's in from time to time, but but who's ever pulling the strings behind the curtain? It's like the Wizard of Oz thing, you know, pay, don't pay attention to the guy behind the scenes, whether it's Valerie Jarrett, Susan Rice, whoever it is, they're, they're, they can't be this um, uh, unconcerned. They're, they have to be doing this on purpose to tear apart the country and look look where we're going and with all these with you know 8 million 9 million 10 million people we don't know who they are we don't check them for diseases when they come in the border we other most of them are military age males um, i think we're in real trouble um, and i think with all of that activity comes the partial destruction of of the america that we know we've got to stop this and get it turned around i don't have the answers on how to do it but right now, because of what's happening over there and what may happen here, it's a matter of survival. Just think, talking about guns, just think if those people over there had firearms in their homes, at least they could have defended themselves a little bit. That may have changed the the, the dynamic a little bit. Uh, we suffer from what I call normalcy bias, Victoria. We think that it only happens someplace else, that it doesn't happen here until it does. And I see that when I visit schools around the country. Well, it was Sandy Hook, it was Columbine, it was Parkland, it was it was Uvalde, but it probably won't happen at our school. And I talked to school administrators, they go, well, I don't know if we need those cameras, and we don't have enough money, and, and I think we're pretty good. So that's called a false positive insecurity. Just because we haven't had an attack yet, we think that what we're doing is correct, and it's not. I mean, you see that surreal image of either... Uh, you know, some sort of bomb or what have you being dropped or people parachuting in. It looks like it could be either. This could be another, um, you know, victim of war, the truth about whatever happened outside that uh, that big um, concert. But the end result is undeniable. People were shot at point blank range. There are bodies strewn about. There's a body of a woman who's being paraded around. Uh, there have been children murdered in their mother's arms. Um, and I don't want to get too emotional about it because clearly this is this is emotional. And I I don't think that this is the time for emotion. I think this is the time for resolve. And people have be, got to be really smart here. And they have to get ready for something like that. Now, synagogues, the, the Saturday crowd and the Sunday crowd, they have to plus up their security, don't they? They sure do, and it has to be on their perimeter, not on the inside. It doesn't help if you've got a bunch of, of parishioners, a bunch of church or synagogue goers that have a concealed permit that have not been to the range, and they say, well, I'm carrying a gun. No. If you've got to go to gun inside a church, your plan has failed. The trick is to stop whatever it is from coming on the outside and to look for it from coming coming into the church. And the way to do that is for synagogues to get involved in local law enforcement, the JTTF, the Terrorism Task Force, talk to them, have a plan, and have a, a one choke point, one way in and one way out of the church, and protect that. And if somebody doesn't belong there, don't let them in. You know, this is the double-edged sword. This is the problem that the left has created in this country. 
And it is that, you know, the Joint Terrorism Task Force is made up of police officers and there are different police agencies, including the FBI on it. The FBI has already deployed itself to spy on conservative churchgoers in the Catholic Church and who knows where else. Why would one go to the FBI on the JTTF and ask for help uh, and, and alert them to the fact that you might have armed people at your church? Doesn't that just send them? I mean, this is the kind of conundrum we've created for ourselves. And you've you basically just told on yourself, and you could get raided by the by the feds before you get raided by some bad actors from the outside. Well, remember, members of the JTTF are local law enforcement, too, and they get it, and they just hopefully share the intelligence. But I would talk to them about not telling them who's armed inside the church so much as I'd say, look, we're interested. What can we do? Um, I would ask the local sheriff or police chief, can you have a patrol car at the synagogue or hire an off-duty police officer for that presence? Bad guys are looking for soft targets, and they want to succeed, Right. So remember 1993, the Ramsey Youssef plan um, at the World Trade Center, they set off. They didn't succeed, really, in taking Correct. down the World Trade Center. They so that killed six a people, but, that's but yeah, right. that's true. It could have killed more. So that became, a, that became a target later. So look, I talked to rabbis from time to time, and I had a rabbi tell me not too long ago, well, there's this guy who's Arab who wants to, um, wanted to be con- converted to Judaism. And he so I gave him a tour of the synagogue and... I signed him up for class, and I said, he never came back, did he, Rabbi? He said, no. All you did was show him what the inside of the synagogue looked like, the doors and and things like that. So uh, people have to have common sense. You worked with Rummy. He was in the thick of this stuff. What did you learn? What an honor that was. I spent 10 years with him. And uh, what what a great guy. I went to, we traveled all over Central Asia together. Everything that ended in a stand, uh, Mongolia, Azerbaijan, all those places. What a great guy. And he was so brilliant. Um, and it was a great experience being with him. Mm-hmm. So you, I mean, like I say, truth is the first thing that is the first victim of war. With with him, of course, you know, you had the Iraq situation. You had, uh, you know, we only go to war with the army we have. You know, people don't like that real speak. They don't like to hear the real stuff. But now, I mean, you, you've had some time to take a look at moves we've made in the past. Were there any mistakes? Were there, were there any moves that you would suggest against now, knowing what you know now? Well, the biggest, the most clear one really is the way we got out of, uh, Afghanistan without leaving some some footprint behind that was that was terrible that was after the secretary died and I can only imagine what he would have said one of the things about truth one of his famous sayings that he repeated over and over again it's in one of his books and and it's this a lie travels halfway around the world before the truth gets out of bed and and that's true and so we operate a lot of times based on based on lies before we find out the truth. What did you do with him? I coordinated his, I was the lead on his security detail when we traveled in, in the U.S. with book signings and with um, when we traveled to the Rumsfeld Fellowship countries, the Caucasus in Central Asia. I traveled with him and uh, organized in advance security and, and safety for him. And it was it was easier in some ways to protect him in Asia and some of those countries than it was here in the United States because there were 
there were some haters. So he went to uh, CPAC, hundreds of book signings. He had three books, Known and Unknown, Rumsfeld's Rules, and, and When the Center Held, about his relationship with Gerald Ford. All great books. Um, he really, I, I don't think he, he thought he needed security. Um, he accepted it. Um, but he's an old wrestler, remember, from Princeton. So he's that one-on-one kind of a guy who, uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's, that, that's his whole life. And that's the way he, that's the way he operated. But what a great experience with, uh, traveling with him. Very much enjoyed Rumsfeld's Rules. We listened to it as an audio book, and he read his own audio book, which was awesome, uh, because mm-hmm. you have to hear his his voice. It's 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 a special, you know. You get to you get to hear his voice. And my daughter loved his book because I mean it was just really it was good rules for life is basically what this was. Yeah, and you know so when I we would Victoria that. when we would go to book signings, you know Barnes and Noble whoever it was, I say okay you have two hours at this book signing, and then we're going to go to the next event. He would never leave. He stood up the whole time at a little lectern and signed books and talked to people and shook their hands. As if there was one person in line, he would not leave. So some of those two-hour book signings lasted four hours, wow. five hours. He just he wouldn't leave. Mm-hmm. So you're thinking that uh, we will, I mean, moving to the thing we really don't want to think about is that we could have a situation has happened in Israel happen here, right? I think we, yeah, I think we will. I don't. It may not be to that scale, but I think we'll have a have one-offs here and there. I think we should brace for that. I mean, it's so obvious. What what gets us in trouble is, is when we have normalcy bias. We can't think it it will happen here. We don't. Our psychic doesn't allow us to think like the enemy. I mean, who would believe that that these these animals would be shooting? women and children and grandparents and taking them hostage. So our psychic doesn't allow us to imagine that. So in some ways, some ways we're in denial. I mean, anybody in our field is not, but uh, I'm really worried about that. We can worry, but we have to, we have to make plans. We have to be diligent. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a homeowner, what do you suggest? Well, depending on where you live. um, I think if you're in a state where you can where you can have a, a concealed firearm, I would carry one. You know, there's a saying: if you ever, if you ever need a firearm and you don't have one with you, you probably won't need one again. And uh, so, uh, I think homeowners should have be able to protect themselves, consistent with children around the home. You know, we don't want to have uh, access to firearms for for kids. And I feel sorry for those people in the in those states like uh, California and the high crime areas. California, Baltimore, uh, New York, where guns are, uh, Chicago, where guns are illegal and they have a mass shooting every weekend. Well, they're legal, but the problem is, is that they are so uh, dragged down, getting them are so dragged down with regulation that they are almost impossible to get in some cases. And it makes you really, it makes you really mad because these, especially black women in urban areas who are trying to mother children in the middle of chaos, we'd like to have a gun, please. And by the way, when they call the cops, they'd sure like to have a cop show up. But what have yep. we done to them? What have we done to that feeling yep. of domestic uh, domestic uh, tranquility? We have just effed it up. Yep. You're, look, in an attack, you're really on your own, you know. Yeah. Uh, we say when seconds count, the police are only minutes away. You're on your own. The police are reactive. You are That's your right. own first responder. So in those 
those no-gun cities or those ones where they make it super hard to, to get, almost impossible in Chicago and New York to get a concealed permit or even possess a firearm. Um, they're, you're on your own. Now, the bad guys have guns, of course. Of course. They do. And, and, and we, they have larger than 10, 10 uh, round magazines, too, because and, and, they don't care about right. magazine limits. <laughs> and, and in New York and some cities, we arrest them and let them out the next day to do more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Isn't it funny? Crooks, they don't follow the rules. Who knew? Thank you. Appreciate you coming on. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Well, whenever something of this impact happens in the world, we like to turn to Major General Paul E. Vallelee, U.S. Army retired, and ask uh, a man who has stayed in the game and has kept his sources going and advises world leaders, what's going on? And he is also the chairman of Stand Up America U.S. Foundation. He keeps his hand in. He writes uh, books. I would personally know about this. His latest one that's soon to be coming out is Invisible Treason in America, America's Endgame for the 21st Century, another title of his, Reality, Prism, and Mindless War. Paul Vallely, thank you so much for coming back on the Adult in the Room podcast in general. Well, what do you make of this attack by Hamas? Thank you, Terry. Yeah, it's, it's uh, great to be back with you again. You know, it seems every week there's something. Uh, you know, we never saw this up and down uh, when Trump was uh, the president. But, uh, you know, it appears everybody sees America so weak now, uh, not knowing what they're doing from day to day. Uh, a president's got uh, diminished uh, mental capacity, uh, to say the least. Uh, and so people see America as weak. So you have all these situations going on, Ukraine, Russia, uh, Chinese uh, threat against uh, Formosa, uh, Armenia and Azerbaijani, uh, turmoil uh, in, uh, in the monetary markets. So BRICS, uh, of course, uh, now will probably expand to 40 different countries. Uh, and we can explain that later if you'd like. But uh, and now you had Yom Kippur, the 40th anniversary of Yom Kippur. You had Shabbat uh, on Friday night. And so it was an opportune time uh, for Hamas uh, to conduct an offensive operation uh, against uh, is- innocent Israelis. Now, I don't call it terrorism anymore, Victoria. Hamas is very well organized, funded by Iran. Uh, they have a hierarchy. They've got a command structure. They've got logistics. They've got uh, the internet, which they use, uh, and I'm not sure how much cyber they're into. But uh, certainly, uh, this was uh, instigated and processed and planned uh, with the, the Hamas leadership. It's just horrible what's been done. Now, I think you're going to see all the Muslims all over Europe. They're going to start protests and all that and everything. But uh, um, Israel, in my opinion, they could have done it before, but they bowed to international uh, influence, and they never uh, removed Hamas uh, from the Palestinian uh, Gaza Strip. And so now I think you'll see a ground operation uh, going on, sort of like Pac-Man as they as they chew away uh, at uh, uh, at Gaza and, um, and then remove the leadership and uh, take over again. I, I was in Gaza when the actual... Israelis had the troops inside Gaza years ago, and then they pulled them all out. 
Uh, so, uh, but uh, I think Netanyahu's finally decided that this is going to come to an end. And so I think they'll occupy Gaza. But you can't go uh, block by block. That is the worst uh, kind of warfare there is uh, in what we call city uh, fighting, you know. You got snipers in buildings, you got hand grenades being thrown at you. So I think they'll throw around in the edges until they wear Hamas down. Now, they, they cut out the, the electricity and food and water going into Gaza. Um, they, they did that yesterday. And if anybody knows that Gaza and Israel, they feed Gaza. Israel does through a, a couple checkpoints, the main one being in the north Gaza. And that's where all your trucks come in every day, bringing food, medicine, water, and so on. Now, that's all been shut off. So the next 24 hours, I think you'll see a ground operation. So it turns out, I read here, that not only did Iran back Hamas with its words and, of course, the billions we gave them, but the Wall Street Journal reports that it helped Hamas plan this attack. And then furthermore, we find out that... Uh, according to the Wall Street Journal, in another story, the Biden administration and its suspended envoy, Robert Malley, helped to fund, support and direct an Iranian intelligence operation designed to influence the United States and allied governments. And in addition, Malley, who is this individual, helped infiltrate an Iranian agent of influence named Aryan Tabatabai into some of the most sensitive positions in the United States government, first at the State Department and now the Pentagon, where she has been serving as chief of staff for the Assistant Secretary of Defense for Special Operations, Christopher Meyer. Well, we know we've been infiltrated uh, not only by the Chinese Communist Party, but the Iranians have, have had agents uh, in our country for a very long time. And while I was working with the Iranian opposition uh, people, uh, they tagged them by name, or were they actually infiltrated into Wall Street, into corporations, and into our, our different uh, government organizations. So we've been totally infiltrated, not only by uh, the Chinese, but also uh, by the Iranians, thousands of Iranians in this country with their agents, paid agents, by the way. And then you got the paid uh, cartels that are conducting warfare uh, on our southern border. And uh, so um, it's a bad situation for America. I'm not sure how uh, we're going to overcome it right now. Lee Smith writes in a column in Tablet. Uh, he also writes for the Epic Times, says and asks the question, how did we get here? How did we get here? The current state of affairs, he writes, began when Joe Biden's former boss, Barack Obama, legalized a terror state's nuclear weapons program and goes on to explain how, indeed, it wasn't a, well, they'll never make a bomb. We've just gotten into a, an agreement with them not to make a bomb. But in fact, there was a statute of limitations on that agreement. There was a sunset clause wherein Iran was always going to get nuclear weapons. And Paul Vallely, you know, the you're, you got the big, big picture. We've got this attack on our most trusted ad, uh, our ally. And we've got 
we've done deals with Iran. We're paying ransom. And we have unknown people of military age coming through the border on the southern border. Uh, you can do the math. When's the dirty bomb going to show up? Well, uh, th that we don't know. I'm not even sure our intelligence system and the CIA is any good anymore. They seem to be more focused uh, with the FBI on America, MAGA, white extremists. It's, it's they want That's the enemy to them now. They're not doing the job. I would close the CIA down tomorrow and open up something else on Monday. Same with the FBI. It's got to be closed down and changed. I mean, these organizations... Uh, are supporting the left-wing Communist Democratic Party. There's no doubt about it. Their puppet, uh, Obama, is running the government, uh, not Biden. And he's a puppet of Obama. Obama's running the whole show there. And, of course, there a lot of that's orchestrated by uh, the World Economic Forum, Klaus Schwab, and the global elitists. Uh, and, the, and the financiers, they're running everything. Now, the two people that understand that more than anybody are Putin and Russia, and she in China. They know these globals, what they're up to. But yet we bought into it in our administration, and they're running our government right now, for sure. People don't... What do you mean? What do you mean? Victoria, I get so frustrated every day. I meet people, our intelligence, graduate students, or graduates of college, university. They can't connect the dots of what's happening globally to reduce America down, dismantle America, change America forever. That quote was given to Obama to use, and he used it in his campaign. Change America forever. America, wake up. That's what you got to do. What do we do? We got to wake up. We got to start uh, standing up. Uh, they're going to try to demand uh, vaccines again. They're going to create a, a some kind of a natural disaster to forego the uh, 2024 election because they know Trump's going to win. They're up to no good. What are the governors doing? What is the Supreme Court doing about all the laws that are being violated by these district attorneys and by these uh, wackos that are in the justice system under uh, uh, Garland? What are they doing? The Supreme Court just can't sit there and wait for stuff to come to them as far as a hearing. They are, they're the third-party government. They should be on those violations that are going on all over the country by the Department of Justice. What are the state governors doing to stand up under the 10th Amendment, challenging the federal government on government overreach, shutting down energy, shutting down food supplies? So you see, that's, that's where it has to be, uh, action has to be taken there. Now, the sheriffs also, and the police, the sheriffs, for example, they, they can uh, set up uh, uh, as many of the posse as they want to. Did you know that? That in Texas, the sheriff. Bringing them, they could be deputizing two to three thousand people who had volunteered to do it, and they're not doing that. They're fighting the best they can in Texas, but anyhow, we could be doing a lot more. The Stand Up U.S. Foundation, we put out a plan to, to uh, take out the cartels in seven days with the military special op operation. I gave it to Trump; they didn't do anything. They just played defense, and so we have <laughs> the cartels killing. Just thousands and thousands of our people in this country uh, feeding the, the criminality in, in many ways in our cities. So the governor should be using the National Guard to police these cities up, clean them up, get these people into therapy or whatever has to be done. All of these things are doable. What's 
troops to, and they sit on their ass. McCarthy wouldn't follow through on what he was supposed to do. The Republicans are so weak now, it's just unbelievable. There's no fighters. There's no warriors. And now we see this deluge of dismantling America occurring, and they're still going, going in, uh, along in Washington, D.C. Uh, things are normal. We're going to have a normal election. Well, we are, I can tell you that. So just naivety and lack of initiative to solve problems. You think that this Hamas attack, and now Hezbollah is coming on board from the north to attack Israel, and that is connected to what's happening in the United States because of our weakened condition, correct? Yeah, well, Hezbollah has been ready for years. I've been up on the border, and uh, they have uh, hundreds of rockets uh, that are in place in southern Lebanon. Uh, uh, and uh, I was, I would think that the Hezbollah was going to launch something in the north there, you know, uh, at some point in time. And that fostered again and, and propelled by uh, the leadership uh, in uh, Iran, in Tehran. Uh, so uh, they're stirring up the pot all over the place. Uh, Saudi Arabia is trying to come closer to Israel, and so that's uh, put on the back burner right now. Qatar, Qatar, some people call Qatar, uh, they're the financial banking system for uh, extreme, uh, um, well, I'll say for the Muslims, for the, for, the, for, for the extremists in that area. All your terror organizations are funded through the banks in Qatar. What are we doing to shut that down? What's our Treasury Department doing? I mean, I don't see America taking any action to to uh, build us back again. Biden has destroyed us so much in three and a half years that or three years that uh, it's it's just uh, it's sad to see America diminished, but yet not fighting hard enough to restore our our, our sanity and our constitution and uh, peace in our cities without all these criminal mass burglaries are going on by these young. Uh, blacks and others. Uh, it's just horrible. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. He is Major General Paul E. Vallely, U.S. Army retired. And this is what he thinks is going on. It's connect the dots time on the Adult in the Room podcast. Thanks again, Major General, How you and appreciate you coming on. Okay, Terry. Thank you for having me. Bye-bye. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Adult in the Room podcast. To keep the programs you like to listen to, please rate this podcast with a fantastic five stars on your Apple podcast app every time you listen and give me a great review. Plus, of course, subscribe to the podcast. It makes a difference with the big tech algorithm and the big tech oligarchs, and it makes us easier to find. Please get in touch with me on all the big tech stuff. Yeah, we're still there. Using the names Victoria Taft or the Adult in the Room podcast on MeWe, Parlor, Minds, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks to 1A Cast for imaging, editing, and production. The fantastic song is Gospel by the March 4th Band of Portland, Oregon. Music for Antifa versus Mike Strickland is Ride or Die by Raps by RC. The Adult in the Room podcast is also a production of Flamingo Road Studios. Remember, head up, heart out, and strive to be the adult in the room. Till next time, mischief managed. <laughs>